podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Naku Show. It is I and Mike Monday, people. It is the review show. We're going to look back at week four. And a huge amount, of course, to get into. Chiefs, Bucks, Mahomes, Mahomes. How worried should the Bucks be with that defensive performance? What about Brady and his arm? We'll get to that. Green Bay struggled to put away New England, but is there more to that than meets the eye? Hello, Bailey Zappa. He is, uh, is he a future NFL star in the making? I'll get into that with Iron Mike. Of course, we'll talk about Double Doink 2, London calling. Vikings, Saints, what a finish that was. What a thriller. Ah, a lot to get into. Minnesota, 3-1, but lacking that killer punch. So I don't know how credible, viable they are as Super Bowl contenders. We'll talk Bills, Ravens, Jim Harbaugh getting a lot of flack. I'm not so sure that's justified, but I'm interested to see what our Mike thinks. Interested to see what you guys think as well at the NC Show, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And now, ladies and gents, TikTok. Go and follow us on TikTok at the NC Show. All kinds of good stuff going out in there. Lots of video from the show. Plenty more besides... Uh, we are going to get straight down to business and check in with the brilliant Iron Mike. See, I know I've got the right Mike Carlson because the name strap says Iron Mike Carlson, so I know it's you. <laughs> there aren't that many others around, I, I suppose. I, I've got a new nickname on um, oh, another yeah. podcast, I do, oh, really? which is Fun Show. <laughs> Fun <laughs> Show Mike. Oh, the, the irony still, the irony lives strong. That's good uh, Good to see. Uh, wow, wow. So much to talk about. Maybe, and you know I love a good, uh, good announcer quote. I think my favorite might be, uh, of the season anyway, if not of all time, uh, after the uh, second Edward Teller score in the Chiefs-Bucks game, after the crazy Mahomes run, when Collingsworth said, he looked like the dad playing in the backyard with his kids. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't wait until Collingsworth runs into Levante David and Devin White and explains, <laughs> explains that one. Wow. Yeah, yeah well. We used to kill my dad. <laughs> I mean, it was a very fair point to be, to be honest. But... Take him out. Take him out, Steve. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, speak for yourself, Collinsworth. Let's go back to 10 years uh, NFL yeah. experience. My, so well, my, let's go there. My favorite was listening to the guy. They, they keep calling jet sweeps reverses. Reverses, so when, yeah. So then when you jet sweep and, and the jet sweeper <laughs> tosses mm. the ball back to a guy coming the other way, they call it a double. So Braxton Berrios' pass to Zach Wilson, the guy screaming, it's a double reverse. It wasn't a double reverse. It was a reverse. A reverse. All right. But anyway. Uh, yeah. Okay. Let's start with Chiefs Bucks. The highest points total conceded by Tampa in the Todd Bowles era. Yeah. So, so how did, how did uh, the Chiefs pull it off? Well, I mean, one of the big things was um, they didn't have two backup tackles starting. Mm. as they did in the Super Bowl. And Orlando Brown played back. I mean, he hadn't, play, hadn't played all that well this season, but he's competent, you know what mm. I mean? Um, and and we kind of judge the way he's been playing by the salary he's demanding <laughs> to, to keep playing. But but a competent left tackle is not that easy to find, although don't mm. tell that to the Chargers because <laughs> Gemily moved into the left tackle spot and looked, looked okay. Um, the, um, the other thing is that they they kind of knew what what to expect and and there weren't that many wrinkles that mm. that that bowls bowls could do but you know the difference was they were able to run the ball that, that yeah. that's that's the basic difference mahomes his you know trick plays and all that kind of stuff and great great you know individual effort um relied on the fact that they were able to run, run the ball and um you know with with the game between uh, lamar jackson and josh allen in the rain, you know, uh, kind of squibbing out, as it were. I think Mahomes has now reinserted himself in the MVP, um, the MVP race. I, I haven't bothered to look up this morning because I was too tired. Um, the, uh, the, the odds, odds MVP, now, yeah. on MVP, but I'll bet you, I'll bet you Mahomes is, has shortened quite a bit since last week. Well, to be honest, Propo in the house, and I'm as surprised as you are about that, Mike. But he's, yeah, uh, he's, he could look it up. He could look it up. He'll WhatsApp me. Did they kick him out of America? Yeah, well, I define kick out. I mean, <laughs> back in a hurry. But it, yeah. but it, oh, you know, my dream. <laughs> you know, yeah. my dream scenario for uh, next week's game in London would be. Oh, tell me. 
the uh, saints come down, they all come down with COVID while they're here. And so the British decide that that any American football team that comes to London has to be fully vaccinated. Oh, boy. <laughs> and then we see what Aaron Rodgers decides to do. Anyway, yeah. uh, that would be, oh, that would be brilliant. Uh, and not outside the realms of possibility either. You never know. <laughs> Stranger things happen. So on the, uh, just staying with the Chiefs-Bucks game sure. for a moment. So the line, as you say, really holding up. There's an interesting number on, because Mahomes was sacked three times, but pressured on just 22.5% of his dropbacks. So they're holding up, uh, in, in terms of protection there. But as you say, the establishing of the ground game, how much of that is on the effectiveness of this line? How much of it is on Edwards Hilaire emerging, just developing? Uh, well, I, 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 they go together, but I think the line the line played very well. Um, and and they, they sort of attacked, they attacked the, um, just in general, I mean, but I would say they, they attack the outside a lot uh, mm. where, where, you know, they've got very quick linebackers, moving to the outside and they've got pass rushing ends mm -hmm. who destroyed Kansas city in the super bowl basically, mm -hmm. but they demand those linebackers have to cover an awful lot of ground. And they, de they depend on like Vita Vita via to clog up that middle instead of running at Vita via, which is, which is a perfectly good tap, you know, one way to neutralize the guys to run straight at him. Um, and, and to dominate him. But I think they took advantage of beating that pursuit and cutting back against it. Um, it was quite a well-designed offense, I thought. Um, you know, and it's the kind of thing they need to do because you don't, you know, you can't depend realistically on, on the Mahomes-Hill formula to mm. get you through season after season. Team, sure. Teams come up with way the two deep Catch zone is, is basically, you know, the way it's being used nowadays is, is basically to stop that kind of thing. And it's made it's one of the things that's made, I think, the league more more um, evenly balanced, If mm. even if that balance is kind of mediocrity is too strong a word for it. But, you know, there aren't really any great teams standing out this season apart from maybe Buffalo and, and Miami. And we've seen that they can be lowered down to to a to a lower standard in the Oh, well, bringing the Bucks into that, then if they're not a great team, where where are they? They're offensively they str struggling. Brady's that's hard arms, to say. Yeah, I'm. I mean, Godwin Godwin looks like he's not ready. Yeah, he looks like yeah. the Kamara looked last week. Right. Um, you know, like a guy who's there, but he he really shouldn't be there. He can't um, can't perform 100. percent Mike Mike Evans um, is my is still Mike Evans, but it's funny these these big guys seem to be slowing down a little bit. Big receivers, Mike Williams, Mike Evans, mm -hmm. and so so you know it's kind of like Jimmy Jimmy Graham or Antonio Gates or one of those guys. They were tight ends, but you know I'll just walk into the end zone, turn around, okay, throw me the ball. Um, you know it, there's that's how you based your college career on that, right? Um, <laughs> I was running, but it didn't. It seemed like walking. To everybody else. <laughs> sure. um, yeah, I had some crazy, crazy moves. <laughs> I bet you did. And, <laughs> one, and on the yeah, football field as well. Yeah, and and then when my genius coaches decided to leave me in as a blocking tight end, um, you know, like on the weak side and on pass plays, pass blocking, <laughs> I I did the Not I so did, much blocking. I did the three sixty turn block where like you take a step back and turn it, and the guy stops to see what you're doing, <laughs> and then you just go and then you do it again, <laughs> and the coaches <laughs> would go what. Are you said, get here. <laughs> I said uh, it worked. It worked. He didn't come, you know, he stayed and watched to see what would happen. Um, <laughs> I wish there was any, tell me anyhow, back, that back to that. Yeah. Um, so Tampa, the O-line hasn't been as good as it was. The new, the new O-line, you know, hasn't mm. quite, quite Fournette needs. I mean, they need a change of pace for Fournette. Right. Um, they can't really depend on him carrying the whole offense. And to be honest, Brady is starting to look, his age a bit, yeah. you know, that, uh, and I don't mean that in a really deprecating way, but I mean that in the way of a guy who maybe can't afford to miss every Wednesday's practice, mm. you know, um, you know, smart as he is and, you know, good as he is, you know, and particularly with the, with the, the, you know, the fragmented receiving court for now, yeah. the, hurt his arm in the game and he sh shook that off and said, Oh, you know, it's football or in paraphrasing, it was that effect. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine. But did you, did you notice after he took that hit, any, uh, any decline with his performance in the game? Well, I'm tempted to say, yeah, he's getting rid of the ball more quickly. Mm. Um, and, you know, I was having a talk yesterday about about quarterbacks who get injured or hit really hard. And then 
you see their their overall game their game decline mm. over a long period because they don't you know subconsciously consciously I don't know but they don't want to go through that again you know Carson Wentz is kind of a prime example of that since you know since he hurt his knee um, just seems to you know want to get rid of the ball more more quickly mm. um, I, I wouldn't I don't know I don't know if that was the case case with Brady but um, do you think they'll pick up another receiver there's a buzz about inevitably about Odell Beckham because he's the biggest name on the market do you think they will make a play oh, given that Ant- I hear Antonio Brown is you know <laughs> is he on the market he, as well <laughs> well he's gotten a lot of exposure in the last couple of days <laughs> yeah. even even yeah. though that video goes back to May I'm amazed it stayed out of the public eye for so mm. for so long which is more unlikely which is more than you can say for Antonio Brown's <laughs> junk but um but um the uh I think yeah, you should record Odell Carson. Beckham would be a great would be a great pickup for them um mm. you know I because I think he would he would relish that chance you know and 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 Brady would would appreciate that and um I don't know how red close to ready he is, but he had a great quote last week about mm. not playing on turf, you know, that the NFL players association ought to get its act together and, and say, look, we want to play on grass, which, mm. you know, in terms of the Tua situation would probably have mean meant that there um, wouldn't be a Tua situation had he been playing grass. You brought it up. I know a lot of our listeners would be keen to get your perspective on it. So let's just go on that uh, tangent for a moment. The, the tour well, situation. Yeah, I mean, appalling to watch anybody. I mean, Ollie and I were talking about this yesterday that in the studio, when the, he took the first hit in, in the first game, we, we were absolutely stunned that he came back into that game, yeah. let alone being no. cleared to play for Thursday Night Football with four days Four days rest. So it's it's well, you, you know, it was a it was a um, knock on effect by by right. saying he wasn't concussed in the first game. They they basically okayed him to play in the second game. Cleared it, yeah. Before it was even an you know an issue, he, mm. and they were saying all through the week it was a back injury. You mm. know, when it obviously when it quite obviously wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure what, and I'm not sure what the doctors what the doctors do. But I mean, I wrote my my Patreon column Friday, um, and it's called Jacques. Um, because I'm I'm just so so frustrated with with it, you know, and, and with who specifically? With, with the NFL, with the NFL Players Association, with uh, the referees, with the coaches, uh, with the medical staffs. Why the uh, NFLPA? The what's, the, what's the liability there with the NFL? Well, the, the NFLPA should be protecting players, and instead, mm. they're they're part of the. I wouldn't call it a cover up, but it, but it's a kind of like trying to lessen everything. Oh, we're going to re we're going to look at the protocols again, you know, with the NFL. Um, they, mm-hmm. they, they fired the, um, what do they call it? What do they call them? The unaffiliated neuro, mm-hmm. unaffiliated neuro, neuro trauma consultant, mm-hmm. which the, either they or the NFL can do. They're, each guy who's appointed to a team has to, you know, be vetted by both, by both. or approved by both. But that doesn't do anything. If they'd followed the protocol, he wouldn't have been playing. You know, the the problem isn't per se the protocol, but this is the NFL's always it's always the decisions you get you get people who can't do their jobs or don't want to do their jobs. And they try to, they try to change um, deal with it by changing the rules. So their jobs, this is what we see in officiating all the time. There's a horrible call. So then they change the rule, which just me, which winds up always making more horrible calls down, down the road because everybody's mm. over, over adjusted to it. So with but, the NFLPA, just on that, it's a case because they have to compromise because they have to barter that in a situation like this, it's a, a lot of sound and fury signifying nothing. Is that what you? Yeah, mean? well, it, and, a lot and of this, but nobody wants really... to kill the goose. This is right. the basic problem. The, right. what, what is the NFL about? It's about making money, and nobody wants to kill the goose. That, but that includes most players, money. though, as well, right? Yeah, well, players is a whole separate situation because a player is going to play. You know, I played football for eight years. If if the coach says, "Are you ready to go?" Mm. You say, "Yeah, I'm ready to go." Yeah, you, know, you want to yeah. play the game for sure, but I mean, in I'm, terms I'm the, good in terms to of go. Goose, in terms of the money, it's the players' association that has to protect. Rodney Harrison had a quote I, I, I saw this week, which was, "Don't, don't depend on it on the NFL. Don't depend on anyone. You know, you have to depend on yourself." And sure. but, but players don't think about themselves 20 years in the future or 40 right. years in the future they're thinking right. about them, themselves now and their obligation you know to their team and to their teammates and stuff like they don't want to let them down um yeah. you know it, that i played a year where literally because my helmet never fit until mm-hmm. the days when they had these helmets they, they went to puffa helmets where the the inner bag 
it was a bag and it, you you filled it up. So it, it contoured to your head. But when they had suspension helmets, I got a weird head, as you well know. <laughs> and and it never fit. I saw stars. My Our coaches made us do the Dallas Cowboy thing of going down, you know, in a, in a with your halfway stance. And then you mm-hmm. went up and then you went down. And when I did that, I saw stars every mm-hmm. every time I did it. You know, and I'm thinking to myself, I shouldn't be seeing stars. But but by the I time I was up and running, I wasn't seeing stars. So it didn't matter. Again. I get they that. Need, I get that. They so need you- to do away with artificial turf. Yeah. OK, um, it'll be a slow process because there's so much money invested in it. But players really shouldn't be playing on a concrete floor with some rubber laid, laid on it and some fake grass. They They need to, in this case, clarify or redo the in the grasp rule or start calling it again, because the longer they leave quarterbacks exposed in the grasp, the more damage is going to be done to quarterbacks. And we know why they aren't calling it. They don't whistle it fast now because these guys are great at making plays. Mm-hmm. You know, Tua was the second hit. The guy, the guy who sacked him to um, Tupo, Tupoa was sitting down on the turf. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And two is still squirming around. He's about to throw the ball. So the mm-hmm. guy literally brings him over his legs and to his head, head hits the hits the surface and mm-hmm. bounces back, back up, concussing him. He should have been he should. The whistle should have blown at that point. But the, mm-hmm. the refs are the refs are doing what the audience is doing and watching for two to make a play. And and then, of course, the you know, the whole business of, of all these people who are supposed to be protecting the players. But mm-hmm but turn out to be more concerned with um, with getting them back on the field. It's like James Woods in, in any, it, any, any given, given Sunday. So many, of course, yeah. and, and like Lawrence Taylor in any given Sunday on the point of the players that, yeah, yeah. because that's part of the problem, isn't it? The, and, you know, whether this is less relevant for, for a player earning the money, the kind of money tourists, but for a lot of players and the way their contracts are structured, they can't afford to miss games. And the bonus structure and the, and the triggers in the contracts where a pot of money is released based on how many minutes you're putting on. Yeah. The- game games you play points. Right. You, yeah. There, there, there is that. Um, there is that. But, you know, you saw Mike, Mike, Mike McDaniel. I mean, I was listening to him all, all week long. And, and what mm-hmm. happens is the doctor, the team, doc, it's the team doctor's decision in the end. It's not the independent neurological consultant. You know, he he tells the team doctor what he thinks. And then the team doctor makes the decision as to whether the player is good to go. Mm-hmm. But that frees the coach of any responsibility. Sure. You know, and so Mike McDaniel, he saw it, the same thing we saw, presumably, um, and how you could think that he wasn't concussed mm. on the on the Sunday and the Sunday game is beyond comprehension. Mm. Um, and, you know, supposedly things like um, gross, what do they call it? Gross motor yes. instability mm. is was supposed to be a no go if mm. if if you perceived that. He had to he had to get be taken yeah. out of the game, you know. So, so did they not McDaniel, watch? As a rookie did the doctors not see it? Did they not watch it? In the yeah, well, he's a rookie must, head coach. Have, is, that, is that the problem? That do you think a more experienced I, hand would be Carroll or is I that- don't know. I don't know. They've scapegoated the the you know consultant guy. Yeah, he's he's been fired. Um, yeah. I don't know what he whether or not he saw it. I don't know. You know, I I assume that what happened was to his head had cleared. He walked mm-hmm. in and he said, "Well, you know, my back hurts a bit. I'm um, fine, yeah. but I'm fine." And so, and and the guy sort of said, "What's your name, Tua?" You know, and he mm-hmm. said, uh, "Tua." Yeah, and and came back out. So, yeah. But yeah, I mean, we had Brian Hoyer and Tyrod Taylor both went out this yeah. week. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't see the Tyrod Taylor one um, and I haven't looked it up, but the Hoyer um, one straight away. The, it was, the Hoyer one w- yeah. was a hit, but you, yeah. you see, I, only on second thought, first thought was, oh, that's not so bad. Second thought was Tua. Oh, they, well, no, exactly. In the context he's, of what's he's happened gone. last week, yeah. he's gone. Exactly. Yeah. That. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. Well, we'll get to, well, let's get to that game next. Um, the Green Bay New England game. Uh, uh, incidentally, Propos told us Mahomes has moved from seven to one to five to one. Uh, Mike, MVP. yeah, here we go. Okay, where where do the other two guys stand? Uh, oh, now Lamar you, and Lamar and Josh Allen on the spot. He'll work on that and let you know. That. Okay, <laughs> in live odds. Uh, well, that this is a live show. That's good. Well, that's People right. keep listening because they'll want to find out. <laughs> that's right. That's the, the only reason they'll keep listening. Frankly, I might. Um, you know, this whole Rogers is an antihero. Uh, which you've already alluded to, I think, uh, in the show already. That we, it, it's intriguing, more and more compelling. Watching the first half, and and particularly as you've pointed out uh, so eloquently in recent weeks, the uh, the pace of red zone and the problems with red zone. 
really accentuate this Rogers persona because it just kept cutting to him misfiring a pass looking thoroughly pissed off <laughs> and it was just getting heightened as, as the half was going on you know what it reminded me of the way he came out in the second half and played all I could think about was well maybe not all I could think about but one of the things <laughs> the center of my mind you know in uh it, the scene of Raiders of the Lost Ark which is of course a cultural reference that Ollie will have no idea what we're talking about the bit when the swordsman appears in front of Indy and he's doing yeah, yeah. And he, 20 times yeah. Jedi style yeah. and he just shoots, he just shoots. <laughs> Rogers felt about the game felt about his receivers what was going on and then the second half was him basically just uh, raising shrugging shooting I can do this I'll just I'll get I'll get this done I mean so Jekyll and Hyde Mike talk us yeah. through that hey. well I mean, he, he they gave him a, a little bit more help, and and the offense the offense you know he played really well. The, the Patriots played a very good defensive game, to be mm-hmm. honest, um, and they were being slashed a bit by the run. But in the second half, they actually stopped the run fairly well. Yeah, um, in the fourth quarter, they did very well, uh, and Rodgers had had to perform there, and he he made some brilliant throws. With the insouciance <laughs> of of uh, you know a guy walking down the street, they and and you could see it in the motion. They they were the little flip throws, you yeah. know, as opposed to winding up and pu- pumping one in. He he was placing the ball in perfect spots, you know. And um, I don't know why Bryant is still playing in the Pat secondary so much because they seem to be targeting him as much as possible. But you know he couldn't keep up with Randall Cobb across the middle of the field, which I thought was maybe the key key pass of the game Mm. um and in fairness as well the patriots did make it you know they got the ball back with four minutes i think and here you think now can you put together the drive and they got good field position on the on the punt return um put them up inside inside packer territory and then it was matt patricia's okay run the ball to the right now we run the ball to the (laughs) left and now we throw a pass Five yards short of the first down marker. Yeah, <laughs> and there we how are. Much, oh, and, how how much of that was because Bailey Zappa was in there? Though. I mean, let's talk Bailey Zappa. Did he show you? Uh, what did he show you? Is he going to be a he, starter in the future? Do you think? Um, quite possibly. Mm. I mean, it, maybe not on the Patriots because Jones is in place, but he looked pretty good in preseason. Mm. And I was—I actually watched this game. I was—I was kind of watching it, and and Red Zone was on, and in in the background. Yeah. Um, he, he, he was playing better as the half went, as he, you know, calmed down, I think, you know, mm. in, in the, but they're not giving him much help. Uh, God, they make a lot of mistakes. The refs didn't give the Patriots much help in general because mm. um, Judon was killing uh, Jenkins and Jenkins was basically using a round the net <laughs> grab to hold, hold him back. And on the other side, um, What's the bacteria who was back was was kind of constantly pulling back. And, mm. and it was the worst penalty of the weekend, I thought, was this horse collar call for for a guy being tackled on a punt return by having his jersey pulled from right. like from the mid back, you know, and, and pulled down by the jersey. And how yeah. that's a horse collar. I have no no clue. But anyway, <laughs> um, so I think I think Zappy. Um, besides having the best name of any quarterback mm. in, in the league, um, could probably play next week and, and, you know, not do badly. Um, not Cooper rush. Well, but oh, um, who is but, frankly, yeah. what, but, what kind of, you know, I think, I think Rogers style and profiler, who, who do you compare him to? If, if people didn't see much of the game, and it's a bit, uh, who, do you com- who do you compare him to? Um, a short, mobile? a short, fairly mobile quarterback who played in a wide open, wide open kind of offense. Um, Maybe Baker Mayfield, but I think he's got a better arm than Baker Mayfield, uh, and and I think he probably can see the the field better than Baker Mayfield. Um, some someone like um, um, Davis, not Davis Mills, the the other guy who went out of Texas Tech. I, he looks like a guy who could have played in the big in the Big Twelve, which has eight teams. Um, you know, in, in, in a game like, like the, um, Carol, like the Carolina Arizona game, uh, yeah. th- that, oh, that's, that he, game. He, you know, he played, it's funny cause, um, uh, he played the Houston Baptist yeah. and 
was it Collinsworth? Who's the yeah, no Collinsworth wasn't the no. announcer. Who's the who's the announcer? Um, wasn't it Nance and um, Romo? Were they doing that one? No, Romo. And so Romo yeah. says, "Oh, that's an NAIA school. That's been an NAIA school for twenty years. Um, <laughs> they, they play in the FCS." And and then you know when his coach, when his offensive coordinator went to Western Kentucky, then he went to Western Kentucky, as, mm. as they said. So um, hey, you know, on the Baker thing, did you see when uh, Kenny Baker- Pickett came in and everyone was getting very excited about that? And then one of the whoever was on comms for that. Said, you know, it reminds me of when Baker Mayfield came in for the Browns and the upside that 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 gave him the energy to thinking Patriots. Uh, Steelers fans thinking, oh my god, <laughs> yeah, that pick, pick comparison. That yeah, pick, well. Pickett's charge, you know. <laughs> um, and then, well, it was great because you had Zach Wilson and and um, and Pickett, so you had Wilson Pickett out there um, for for the game. I, I just Again, thought, another cultural reference only worked. Yeah, hey, yeah, uh, speaking I of thought, which, I uh, thought that was fantastic. We're zapping around. We're, we're zapping around. Uh, Josh Allen is three to one. Right. Lamar's well, five and a half to one, 11 to two, basically. Right. So, yeah. So, so he's passed, Mahomes has passed Lamar. Yes. Um, yes. Let's go to, let's talk about that, that Cards Panthers game because uh, for all kinds of reasons, Mike, you'll love this. It was my Drew Lock of the week over on Edge Rush. Uh, 42 and a half points was, was, was 42 and a half, 42 and a half. Yeah. You could make it up. So 42, they go for the two point conversion and blow it. And the cards <laughs> kickers, the cards kickers injured. So they can't kick a field goal where they typically would have done it. And you couldn't make this up. It's the, the baddest of bad beats. Does Baker get benched after this? Because rule has been uh cagey when he was asked about that, but is this the end of the road for Baker? Um, I, I really think he's, not only played badly, but, you know, but disappointed people who thought maybe in Cleveland, he just wasn't getting, you know, the full chance or something yeah. or something like that, you know, and, and maybe this offense, maybe rules offense, you know, isn't doing him any favors. Um, but yeah, there's a number on that. What, is, on the- what has he done positively? You know, what, what can you say he's done positively for the Panthers? And, and the answer to that is zero. Now you can also question the way they're using Christian McCaffrey, right? Who seems it's not, it's not being created. I mean, is Matt Patricia calling the plays for them too? You know, (laughs) it's all, it's all little swing passes and screens and stuff like that. But there's, there are other ways to get McCaffrey more involved, you know, Mm. um, in the offense. And, and as with, as with, um, Tampa, you know, as with Kansas City, if the running game is working, if McCaffrey's working, then the play, the play action passing becomes more, more efficient, you know. Um, strangely enough, I thought of Baker when Kenny Pickett was having the passes tipped at the line of scrimmage and then intercepted. You know, it's mm. it's like people say, oh, you know, they were tipped balls. It's not his fault. Well, if it's tipped yeah. at the line of scrimmage, it's his fault. You know, yeah. if it's if it's tipped by a guy we should have seen, it's his fault. But if yeah. it's one of those where you know Freakish. the ball's on target, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. one of those. On that, there's an interesting number. So Arizona batted down six of Mayfield's attempts. <laughs> Uh, there were three picks, of course, uh, and they were two of 10 on third down, Carolina, in that game. Yeah. What they ought to be doing is recruiting volleyball players um, <laughs> for, for, to, when you play Baker. But I don't know. Do, is is uh, Syndrome is Syndrome Sam um, healthy to go, ready to go now? Would they Would they go there or would they go? Well, then what, do they have a who's who's number two on their depth chart at the moment? I should know this, but. All right, so it's showing at the moment. Yeah, no, Donald's still on IR. So PJ Walker's Matt Carras on. Oh, IR it's not as well. PJ. Yeah, I thought I thought PJ had been supplanted. After. Yeah, but see, but that's the, the problem. Corral, Matt Corral injury because because obviously they that's who the fans would want to see. Right? Yeah, like the Kenny Pickett thing, whether it's heart leading head, but that's that's who. Yeah, they want and to I'd see, be but... quick to go. I'd be kind of quicker to go back to Darnold if he were healthy than mm. than to bring in. Corral, but um, that's a tantalizing prospect, I'm sure, for Panthers fans. A uh, foot surgery, Corral's having, so he could be out for a bit. He uh, will be, um, yeah. yeah, um, but not as long as Matt Rule is out <laughs> once, <laughs> right. once this season. Once, and I'm I'm disappointed in that as well because I had some hopes for Matt Rule. But you know, this was Matt Rule, former coach of Baylor, against Cliff Kingsbury, former coach of uh, Texas Tech. Mm. You know, so it was a Big Twelve game basically, and it looked like it. You know, it was one of those one of those crazy offensive. We don't play defense. You know, we don't need no stinky defense <laughs> um, kind of games. Lots of mistakes. Um, you notice the team. TCU beat Oklahoma 
<laughs> on Saturday, 55-24, mm. oh. Oklahoma's second Gosh. bad loss in a row. You know, the thing, things are changing, and uh, maybe those guys will be back in the Big Eight sooner than sooner, sooner <laughs> than. Lost track of where, I mean, Kingsbury well, looks so weird on the on the sidelines. What weird? How he looks like the you know like the. Um, the tape guy. He looks like like the offensive quality <laughs> control guy. You know, he's not built. To but be I mean, coach. yeah, and it, it's like it, it's almost like he's having a discussion with his play sheet. You know, come on, play sheet. You know, like like what's his name? <laughs> Serrano, like Serrano in in Major League. You know, come on, bat. <laughs> come on, bat. Do you have any hit in you? You know, come on, play sheet. Show me what you got. <laughs> Maybe he is doing that. I mean, it's strange things that happen. The um the the slow starts that the Cardinals have because they got into their groove and it, yeah, it's the Panthers. I get it, but. It, that seems to be quite consistent. They're, they're sluggish starters, and then they, as the game goes on, they they can when they are on. So they my 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 take on that would be that they're at their best when the game kind of breaks down, you yeah. know, and when he can use that talent, that scrambling talent, and it's really frustrating to watch too because he is so controlled. Um, you know, it's almost like he's not improvising at all. Uh, he looks like a basketball point guard when, mm. when he's doing doing this kind of stuff, um, partly because he's so small, too. Um, but, you know, it, 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 it is very frustrating to watch on tape. If I were a defensive coordinator, I'd, I'd go crazy, even crazier than you do when you watch other, you know, really good mobile quarterbacks like like Lamar, like Josh Allen, like Mahomes. You know, mm. it's it's the way of the future. And going back to the to a point, it's. Mm. It's why they don't blow those quick whistles for being being in the grasp because these guys, you know, are so good at keeping rolling, plays yeah. alive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, would you go as crazy as Ken Dorsey? Uh, if uh, just to use that as a benchmark, <laughs> crazier than Kendall. You know, when yeah. the cameras went on him, just he was so conscious that at any point the cameras are on him, he was being very, very calm and collected. Uh, I, I would really like to ask what the Bills think of of Joe Brady, who was the offensive coordinator in Carolina, yeah, who was fired point, yeah. midway through the last season. And they hired him as quarterback coach when they promoted Dorsey to offensive coordinator. And I, yeah. and I've been saying, um, well, for all of the post for all of the preseason, probably um, that the Patriots should have brought in a young, bright quarterback coach, mm. you know, not another offensive coordinator necessarily let Patricia or judge or someone be the coordinator, but someone who could actually work with Mac Jones, the way, mm. and the way Matt, the way Josh McDaniels did, you know, and coddles probably the wrong word, but you know, play by play, you know, yeah. uh, here's what you did wrong. Here's what you did. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, that kind of thing. And, you know, I'm Brady would have been a good fit. You think for that? For what? That I think Brady, so. Brady I mean, that was my impression. It was kind of what made him so good at LSU was, mm -hmm. you know, as offensive coordinator was, was his taking Joe Burrow through the, through yeah. all the steps. And, and I didn't think he did a bad job coordinating in Carolina because McCaffrey was out. Remember? And they, yeah, didn't, have yeah, any, yeah. they didn't have any way to work no, a, an offense without him. So, so was he know, the equivalent in Carolina based on what we've seen this season? Uh, of, well, the NFL equivalent of the Treasury Secretary that uh, Truss and Quartek are throwing under the bus for the, for the 40 bucks. <laughs> that yeah. Well, that was someone described it on Twitter this morning as a circular firing squad. <laughs> as they, they're all, they're throwing each other under the bus while none of them are changing anything. <laughs> it's like, it's just like, but that's what it's yeah. all about. It, it's it's all about where, where you can pass, where you can pass the blame. And, mm. you know, I, I saw um, there, there are got a lot of guys around like, and, and they have to be in a good situation. Shane Steichen, for example, with, with, um, he's calling the plays in Philadelphia, right. Mm. Um, you know, he, he had a little run with the last team and then he, then he wasn't very effective with them. Um, but in this case, it would be a really specific job to be the mm -hmm. quarterback whisperer in effect, you know, mm -hmm. which I think a lot of people thought Brian Hoyer was going to be, um, <laughs> you know, and and might have been a better offensive coordinator in that situation. You know, if you didn't need him as your as your backup quarterback. But, um, you know, maybe they could bring Brett Favre. Uh, the guy, <laughs> I think the he's guy, otherwise engaged. The, the guy who wins the Iron Mike Balls of Iron. <laughs> oh, it's a new award. OK, yeah. a new award is the guy I saw walking. It was it was the best jersey mm. 
performance I saw, you know, at the stadium yesterday for the game. He was wearing a Brett Favre Minnesota Vikings jersey. Oh, nice. So it was a great statement in that sense, but it took a lot of balls to wear a Brett Favre jersey, given given what's going Everything's on. Everything's going on. Very true. Did he spot any Joey Harrington's? I always like to look out for No Joey Harrington's. No, there was a good, the, 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 the other winner was the guy wearing a Danny Woodhead throwback Ooh. Patriots jersey. So it was like a 1985 Patriots oh, jersey. That is but it said Woodhead on the on the back. I yeah. saw a Willie Beeman. Speaking of any given Sunday, oh, that's a good one. A Beeman. That was a cool one. I yeah. uh, I wanted to. I want to get one of those. Uh, well, let's talk about the Double Doink Two. Um, that was tough, what, wasn't it? Double Doink Two, London Calling. I think <laughs> would be straight <laughs> straight to DVD. It would be that one. I mean, the Saints should never have beat in with that shot in the first place. Minnesota is lacking that killer instinct, Mike. Very much so. I mean, the, to me, the story of that game was the Saints tried hard to give it to Minnesota. And Minnesota tried hard not to take it. Um, they had, I don't know, four turnovers. They they had five drives that were ten plays or more, yep. where they controlled the ball. The first one was brilliant. I thought their mm-hmm. opening drive made them look like world beaters. Yeah. You know? um, then there was a bit of adjustment by the New Orleans defense. They couldn't take the middle of the field. Kirk Cousins became Kirk Cousins, you know, for a long time. And they got four field goals out of those five drives, mm-hmm. right? And so that came. Then in it, for a while in the second half, it looked to me like Minnesota was flat, and the Saints had had picked up the by the body clocks had had all of a sudden changed, right? Changed positions, and the Saints defense was really dominating them up front, um, and their offensive line was was doing very was doing very well. Latavius Murray, he was mm-hmm. on their practice squad. I mean, yeah, why? Why are teams so slow to sign or and then activate Latavius Murray? I mean, mm-hmm. he's been a, a consistently good backup mm-hmm. running back for for since he was in Minnesota, right? right. Yeah, mean, yeah, right. Yeah. He was back. He's back there. Yeah. So anyway, anyway, um, but so he was playing well, and then yeah, you know, well, if Joseph makes the extra point. <laughs> the whole game's academic. It's over. Mm. It's over then. And let's, you know, they can try the field goal. They still need a stop and they need to get the ball back. So, mm. um, but, but to me, um, I said before the game, someone said, what do the saints need to do to win? I said, well, they need to get some turnovers and Marshawn Lattimore can't be called for penalties. So yeah. first, first play of the game, they throw to Thielen on the sidelines and Lattimore basically snap mares him. He, mm. gra- he grabs him by the neck and throws him over his shoulder <laughs> out of bounds. No yeah. flag. I'm yeah. thinking, okay, this is going to be the Saints day. Yeah. But they called him on the pass interference on uh, Justin Jefferson. Yeah, when he got right? face masked himself. Yeah, that seemed yeah. to be a – was that a harsh call? No, not at all. He was all over him. I mean, Jefferson's just trying, wasn't attempting trying to free himself from, yeah. from the from the octopod grip. But and we were talking about this. Christian Scott and Williamson was talking about it in comms that he was just making no attempt to look back and play the ball. He was just no, all, all he, which he doesn't. You know, which he he and other other uh, DBs do. The the one on the other side, I thought should have been called. Um, there could have been one on on um, Minnesota later on, where the guy did similar thing, but not as not as grabby. Mm. But what the reason for that was? Minnesota spotted that they were leaving Lattimore in single coverage on Jefferson. They they were he was split. He was split left. They had they had the stack on the right, and the way Minnesota was covering it was to leave Lattimore there, and the safety wasn't giving him help, mm-hmm. and which is why they went to him and why they went right back at him uh, for the touch for the uh, play that set up the winning field goal to Jefferson, the the thirty nine yarder, because and it was the right there was the right call. It was a great ball. It was the best ball Cousins threw the whole the whole game, mm-hmm. but they they almost assumed he wasn't going to foul as much as he had before because the mm. referees had shown that they were going to, to yeah. call call for it, you know, and, and guys become more aggressive late in the game because they know the refs don't want to decide necessarily decide the game with penalties. Right. So they're going to, they're going to get give away them with a more. little extra leeway, you know, t- toward the end. You know, it's an um, interesting point on that when you've got a corner like Lattimore and you, you're going to back your guy because you're damned if you do damned, if you don't, right. If you do, go for more support there on the number one receiver when you're up against a team that has players like Thielen in the mix you know you're going to get you're likely to get burnt right it's, it's difficult to know and when you've got a shutdown well a, a top corner like Lattimore yeah 
it's a good game plan. It's a logical yeah. game plan, isn't it? it? It makes sense. I mean, they weren't doing the whole game. It was mm. it, um, he wasn't like sh- shadowing Latimer, um Jefferson the whole game long, but they they did do it quite a bit. Now the other the other way to do this is was what Belichick used to do most of the time is is you double the best receiver with your second quarter cornerback and a safety, and you put your best your best cover corner on their second receiver, right? Because obviously it's going to be a little easier to cover him. Man to man, but yeah. but you know, Cuda, um, the Vikings deserve credit for recognizing that, yeah, and and going to it, having the guts to go to it, and Cousins put the pass on the money, and and you know that that won that for them. But you know, had Lutz having kicked a sixty yarder, mm-hmm. it would have been kind of poetic justice if they'd taken the game to overtime on a on a sixty one yarder, and Lord knows what would have happened in over in overtime. You know, uh, Will um, Lutz, feel I feel for him, I feel for the big guy, the um. The Vikings moved to three and one, but given that that, that lack of, of killer instinct we talked about, it's, it's the same old concerns, isn't it? They're going to be contenders. They're in the mix. They've obviously got talent on both sides of the ball, but they don't, there isn't a viability about their Super Bowl credentials, is there? No, I, I, I'm not thinking so. I mean, Kendrick went out for a while, and that hurts them, you know. Ken, um, but they got they got two good linebackers. They're, part of the problem is that it looked to me like Daniil Hunter is a little bit too far out in the pass rush as a three, four linebacker. And also at times has trouble setting the edge mm. against the run so that, you know, they've always, they were always a four, three team under, under Zimmer. Um, and now they're, now they're playing three, four. And I don't think they've quite adjusted to that yet. Um, so that they could be a bit better defensively and offensively. They, they, I hate writing off Kirk Cousins. This is a diff- it's a difficult thing to say, but you know, you look at the they've got two good receivers. Mm. Osborne's probably not quite what you'd want as a three, but they use him a bit. They don't really have a good tight end. Uh, Irv Smith's okay, but mm. you know, not. not a, um, Cook is a great runner. Madison's a great runner. It, the offensive line letting them down, perhaps a bit, you know. But but Cousins has this way of once you get to him. It becomes a difficult mm. game, and they got mm. to him. Um, you know, the St. Jordan was fantastic. Oh yeah, um, and Davenport I thought, as well. I, I thought Jordan had just an amazingly good game. Yeah, uh, um, and um, you know that that was almost the key because they got they did get to mm-hmm. Cousins, and then and then it becomes I think a different kind of game. There was an interesting stat that came out. We were talking about it during the the broadcast. That I think it might have been uh, cousin Greg, the, uh, Greg Rosenthal, that fired it out. Um, about the Saints, uh, Saints pressure was dead last. I think it was thirty second. And you said like a, by a country mark going into that game, that right? Despite those, I mean, and Davenport as well had a big game. Despite the the talent there, they weren't uh, up until yesterday getting getting much traction. And that seems to be, a, I guess, a positive for them. But, but on, yeah, I'm on, surprised because you know Ed Donatel is the defensive coordinator. Mm. He's not necessarily a huge blitzing kind of guy, but Petten's the, I don't know what the title is, you know, senior vice president, defensive <laughs> stuff, you know, but Petten, you know, you remember him at Green Bay. Petten sure. is like a gambling, you know, um, a gambling kind of guy, you know, let's guess what they're going to do and, and then blitz. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little surprised that, that they haven't been more or more successful, uh, mm. successfully aggressive at least. Um, but I think they're a year, probably a year off, uh, mm. depending on how they do. I mean, given the division, they, they will be in with a shot for a wild card um, for sure. But mm-hmm. I don't, I don't see them passing green Bay and in, in, in this, regardless of what problems green Bay has green Bay's defense is pretty solid. They, they looked mm-hmm. actually, you know, I mean, against Bailey Zappe, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it shouldn't be that hard, but they did, they did basically shut new England down pretty well from that ball control kind of, um, you know, uh, Junior high school, 1938 kind of offense. <laughs> hey, it's a good look. Don't knock it. Let's talk uh, about the Bills-Ravens game. And in particular, the criticism that Jim Harbaugh was getting. So he's getting knocked. Uh, yeah. Play. Did you see Harbaugh after the game, the press conference? Yeah. His comment? I thought he was absolutely right. You know, and and I know we've been in games where I've said sim- a similar kind of thing. When, when you know you need to get a stop, if even if you kick the field goal, right? Mm. 
going for the touchdown and having them, if you don't get it, having them backed up against the goal mm-hmm. is a good, is a good, it's a, it's a justifiable move. Mm-hmm. Um, because it, if you stop them, you'll, you know, you're making them have a long field. And if you stop them, you'll get the ball back um, and another shot at a field goal. And yeah. you need to stop either way. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I, I understand that the criticism, but a lot of it is outcome bias. You know, yeah, well, exactly right. And that that because context is something you often talk about, right? Is that is the context that has to be factored into whatever the book is saying. I don't think it's a right or wrong call. There, it's a just you, you know retrospective assessment, easy to to make in hindsight. I think if he takes the field goal and makes a stop, it was the smart play. You know, I just yeah. don't, I, I just don't, I think yeah. in that situation, the amount, because the amount of time it was, what was it? Well over two minutes left on the clock, right? Yeah. So I, I don't think it was a, a clear right or wrong call. So I think seven, seven changes the complexion of the game where mm. three, where three doesn't really. Right. And, and that, that to me was why he, why he did it. Now, you know, you can, the counter argument, you say, well, if you have enough faith in your defense, then it won't matter, you know, kick the field goal. Mm-hmm. And your defense will do what they're going to do anyway. If you think they can stop them inside, but it's easier to stop a team inside the 10. Their mm-hmm. options are more limited. And um, and the counter argument of what about faith in your offense to get it, you know, to punch it in and get it done on, on fourth that's down. That's true so. too. Yeah. I mean, that's what we said when um, Mike Tomlin, so, well, not, not Mike Tomlin, Mike Vrabel went, yeah. went for the thing. I said, because he was a new coach, new team. He's saying your offense, okay, I have faith in you guys. Yeah. You can get it. Yeah. You can get a yard and score. Yeah, yeah. And then they don't, but at least they know the coach. It's the mindset. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that, those are the intangibles. Exactly. In, in this situation, statistically, of course, it's important to, to assess uh, and evaluate uh, on those terms. But there are the, there's, the, there's that element to it. That's, hard, that's the, the style Harbour wants to demonstrate, particularly in a game against the Bills, where it could well be the AFC Championship in a, in a few months time. So, you know, I, I liked I, Well, I didn't. And, and I thought I thought the roughing the pass for the call call late was was a borderline mm. um you know which got them into the into field goal range well mm. they they kept going so you know maybe it wasn't a crucial as crucial as it might have been but um um yeah i think nfl uk said they you are know, clutch kick by bass and i just kind of said it was a 21 yarder <laughs> i mean yeah. if, he, if he doesn't make it yeah. for me that would have been a clutch kick that, might, that would, that's right the, it, it would be the I, I think coach of the year is settled now too i mean that, what, already? that, that award okay. is is we might as well present it now to brian dable oh wow okay, <laughs> okay. the well, giants the giants are three and one go they, to the playoffs. it's like they win another game there they're ahead of like the last five years combined. Hey, we got a tweet in Mike about uh, about the Giants. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you it. From... How did they hear me saying this? We have you haven't dropped the pod yet. Uh, I know, I know. Well, we uh, we put it out a bit earlier on. Hey, incidentally, at the NC Show, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and now TikTok. I and Mike, we are TikTok. live on TikTok. I'm on TikTok. <laughs> We're gonna get you on the. You're a TikTok legend, of course. So we'll definitely get you in the mix with it. Um, what are the Giants? Harry Styles. Do? Harry Styles and me. <laughs> Has he reached out to you yet? I don't know. I'm surprised. Not yet. Um, this is uh, from Average Safety Guy says, what are the Giants going to do quarterback-wise if Danny Dimes can't go next week and Tyrod is in concussion protocol? So uh, Saquon, Saquon Barkley. Saquon, is, is that the option? <laughs> uh, don't they have, don't they still have um, Davis? Um, no, maybe I think they might have cut him. Matt he, Barkley? He's, <laughs> they, at the moment, they're not showing anyone on the depth chart. So No one? They wow. had Davis Webb. That was the guy I was trying Davis to think of. Webb, yeah. That was the guy I was trying well, to think of with, for a right? comparison with ba- Bailey Zappe. Yeah. Um, yeah well, <laughs> they'll, 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 be, they'll be trolling. They'll be trolling around the <laughs> the internet for teams' practice squads and see see who's. I think Garrett Gilbert's still a free agent. Oh, um, Davis Webb's on the practice squad. I've just he seen. is okay. Yeah, so yeah, Davis yeah. Webb will probably your answer. and then they'll, they'll sign. Up. Yeah, I'd sign Garrett Gilbert. I mean for a game or so, I think he could probably get, get you through. Yeah. Um, the, well, um, what, what about the, the jets, um, the MILF special, <laughs> as, as, oh as we call it, the variation on the Philly special. That, yeah. Uh, <laughs> as we call it, speak for yourself, Bra- you know, Braxton Berrios to Zach Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't get much better than that. that Saquon was, was playing, Saquon was playing wildcat tailback, you know, when for a yes, while. Yes, that's right. The yeah, they were. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, I, so maybe we'll see a bit of that on Sunday. Well, like you know, we, we could, you know, because half the team, not half the teams, but a number of teams in the leagues are basically playing single wing offenses now. <laughs> Going old school. Hey, a couple of other games we've got to get into before we get out of Dodge. Uh, Denver losing to Vegas and they've lost Javante Williams as well to what looks like a, a serious knee. That injury. was that looked bad. Yeah. I mean, it, so did scenes um, signs injury mm, in, um, in the London game. Yeah. In the London yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah. They, they kept giving us in, uh, updates on someone else, but not on him. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. that must be bad. <laughs> yeah, right. The uh, is there, There's a lot more to be positive about, I guess, for the Broncos, if not the uh, the finished article offensively. It's certainly an improvement, wasn't well, it? Well, I mean, you know, didn't you used to be Russell Wilson? <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> that's that's my that's my comment on, on that. You know, the, yeah. the 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 Raiders were kind of like um, the Vikings. They kept having these long drives and. And not getting any or getting field goals instead of touchdowns, which is the only thing that kept that kept Denver in the game, really. Um, You know, they 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 more or less dominated that game. Um, Oh, plus the um, and they got that um, fumble recovery for Mm. a touchdown by Robertson Mm. um, where somebody put it up to give a shout out to Garrett Bowles, the tackle who kind of chased him the whole way down the field and then made a dive for him like five, <laughs> five yards behind him. It looked like a fish flopping on, on the deck of a, on the deck of a boat. But um, I love it. when lightning and punters are doing it, we love it. Yeah, they, at least, they, they uh, at least the hustle was there. And it's always good to see um, the outlaw Josie Jewell back, <laughs> back in playing for Denver. Um, I, re- I really like That's... him. And, and I also thought Patrick Sertan had a really good game against Devontae Adams because Adams got most from what I saw, at least Adams got most of his catches when he, when Sertan wasn't guarding him. Um, and when Sertan was guarding him, he, he kept him pretty much under, under control, but you know, that game wasn't quite as close as the score indicates, even mm-hmm. though Denver got back to within two, I guess, before the last touchdown. Yeah. Um, I, I thought, I thought the Raiders pretty much dominated it. And they needed it as well, of course. Yeah. Uh, oh, so absolutely! Yeah, they were in, they were the last chance to lose, weren't they? Uh, Seattle, how about how about Gino? So this is an extraordinary. <laughs> they've seen this. How story, about right? Detroit's defense? How about, okay, well, yeah, but yeah, well, how about Detroit? Let's do this: touchdown, touchdown, field goal, touchdown, miss field goal, touchdown, field goal, touchdown, end of game. <laughs> you no, know, he had over five hundred yards oh, passing, yeah. right? Yeah, he did. Uh, He's, or, yeah. or was it 500 yards total offense? He was. He was. He was in my fantasy team, so I know he. Oh, know really? No. Spirits. Just well, like that to point was, that up. Hey, that was a. That was I'm a gonna take, take smart what move. I can there. Hey, Phil Spooner, Phil. Actually, yeah. no, no, I was up against Oli. Oli was up against you. I don't believe it. And he's beaten me in it. Um, how many how many points did Gino put up Gino, on fantasy uh, on our league? Thirty nine point two. Jeez. Yeah, you should have be, beaten him. Yeah, the um. You know, I think Detroit will probably still be blaming Matt Patricia for ruining their defense, you know, and getting rid of all those guys who didn't fit in, like like um, Diggs. Diggs, and, Connor you know, Diggs, yeah. Yeah, you know, that that kind of stuff. But um, yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, what what can you say? Uh, Seattle, the, the thing that impressed me the most was Rashad Penny mm. um, running the ball. He had two long touchdown runs. And the way that offensive line plays, which the offensive line has been a bugaboo for Seattle for, you know, most of Pete Carroll's era. Mm. And they got two rookie tackles starting. And Charles Cross, you know, everyone knew first round pick going right in. But Abraham Lucas actually looks really good. Mm. Um, people were talking about it. So I watched, you know, and just watched how he's really good right tackle. You know, say that's a that's a draft steal. Mm. Um, like Sarley for the Chargers. Um, you know, he, and and again, I don't know how he lasted so long in the draft because he was starting left tackle for Georgia. Um and Carol have a big say in the well. draw, but Carol Belichick. Well, I think Schneider. I think Schneider has the bigger say, mm. um, the ge- the general manager. But Carol, you know, they try to get him the guys he for he want for years. They've been drafting or trying to pick up late in the draft. Mm. You know, long corners, guys who are six, over six feet tall and have long arms, and you know, don't necessarily have to run the forty and under four or five, but, mm. but it, if, if they do, they get, so, you know, they, they were looking for that kind of stuff, guys who can play the Leo, the, the mm-hmm. kind of pass rush outside linebacker role. Um, and they've always kind of felt that they can mm, finesse the offensive line somehow, mm-hmm. you know, and when, when Tom Cable was the coach and t- Cable, 
was a highly respected O-line coach. And I remember talking with him at NFL Europe preseason one year, and he's really smart. I mean, mm. stuff he was explaining to me about line play and putting lines together. But but he was useless there, and he hasn't done much, you know, um, since as well. And, and, you know, there were a couple of years where he was just switching all the guys at random. It, it was like they were drafting a guy who was a tackle, and he would play center, and mm. the guard would play tackle, and, you know, another guy would come in and play guard, and then the next week he'd be the tackle, and the tackle would be over on the other side. <laughs> you know, it, it made no sense because Cotton Continuity is a big part of, and it's interesting because the guy, you could argue in some ways that the guy that the Patriots miss most, apart from Tom Brady or Grunt, is Dante Scarnecchio, who was their mm. line coach and constantly put together Super Bowl winning lines with guys you'd never heard of and couldn't play on other teams. You know, Joey Andrusi being my favorite example, because he played for the Scottish Claymores and he was went to Southern Connecticut State College, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 there he was starting on a super Super Bowl um champion. But I Isaiah Wynn had a terrible game, I thought, against the Packers. And mm-hmm. he's playing right tackle and and the 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 noise is that he doesn't like playing on the right side. Mm-hmm. Okay, you don't like playing on the right side, but you know you don't. This doesn't mean you go offside. You know, it doesn't mean you take stupid pills. Doesn't mean you let guys run by you. You know, it's 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 weird. I think if they had you know if they had Skarnacki a back, then the offensive line might be playing even better because they're running the ball. <laughs> I mean, they have like a five yard per carry average. You're right, and with that, just with a lot of that. Yeah, I mean, they they like to lean on that. Well, it sounds like you got your subject for this week's column sorted, Mike, some o- offensive line deep diving. I like the sound of that. Uh, yeah. I'm, I, yeah, I'm going to, and also, um, you know, Andre Cisco is now the Cisco kid. The Cisco after kid, that, After that, that pick six. I'm of surprised course. that one hasn't, hasn't come up. Uh, You've just called off. it right here. Uh, brilliant stuff, bud. Patreon. We didn't com. even mention Doug Bowl either. Doug Bowl? Doug Bowl. Philadelphia and Oh, yes, we did mention Doug Bowl. No, right? No, and I mean, the Eagles look really... They did. Jacksonville got off to a good start, terrible conditions, and then Hassan Reddick, um, who, you know, the Panthers let go, <laughs> who played at Temple for Matt Rule. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he had a couple of strip sacks. Lawrence was having bad luck with that wet pigskin, um, mm. as it were. But, the you know, the Eagles look very, very solid, and the NFC is very, very open. Very winnable. You have, you have to winnable. think right now. Tonight's game, San Francisco and L.A. will will probably tell us a bit about mm. that as well. Who do you like um, there? And actually, while you're answering that, oh, oh just look up Jalen Hurts for MVP. That's where he is. I mean, it's going to be a long shot, but I'm, I'm curious. I wonder where Hurts is sitting there. Um, yeah, who do you like tonight, Mike? I, I've picked San Francisco. Um, they they have, a, at home, they've been very good against the Rams. Um, they've been good against the Rams, actually, for the past few years. They're 5-0 and against the spread in the last five games against the Rams. So mm. that that might be um, an interesting one. But Ooh, the Rams were... 6-1, to one, Mike. Pardon me? Hertz is six to one, four six favorite. to one on the on the yeah. yeah. Well, it makes sense because yeah, yeah. you know again, given the schedule Philadelphia face, you have to assume they're going to be highly rated in the playoffs. You know, not necessarily the top seed, but they're they're going to have a you know a, a reasonably good playoff run. And the last guy I think we should mention is J.J. Watt, who apparently had a um, a rhythmic fibrillation on Wednesday, was given a, a shock treatment. Um, to his heart on Thursday mm. and played on Sunday. Uh, and we wow. spent all our time talking about uh, concussions. Wow. <laughs> I mean, JJ, I looked at a picture of him on the side. I was looking to see if he had the, like the two, the two um, plugs Dead coming things, out yeah, of his neck, out, you know, like Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> My God. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Mike Carlson, FMTE at Carlson sports on Twitter. And of course, a regular on the show each and every Monday. It's our Mike Mondays. Brilliant stuff, but always a pleasure. Mondays with Mike. That could be like a Stephen Sondheim musical. Uh, yeah. Mondays with Mike. Or who's the guy that wrote... Uh, Monday on the Zoom with Mike. Who's the sports writer wrote the something with Maury? Who was oh, that? Uh, Mitch uh, Album. Mitch Album. It sounds like a Mitch Album book to me. Yeah. yeah. Can you imagine writing about sitting on the park bench next to me? <laughs> <laughs> Who is this old duffer? You know, hey, yeah, yeah. What do you like about football? <laughs> yeah. Red zone I officials. I hate him. <laughs> this sounds great. I'm going to go write this down. <laughs> Look after yourself, bud. You too. Don't don't torture me too much. <laughs> 
Love his stuff from Iron Mike. Uh, definitely going to, I'm going to reach out to Mitch Albon now and see if he's interested in that idea. Yeah, I think he might be. Uh, maybe those, those two go back. I bet their <laughs> paths have crossed in some late night Manhattan joint. Uh, great stuff from him. And of course, uh, Iron Mike here every Monday with his insight. Nobody like him. Uh, so make sure if you haven't already, you subscribe to us and you won't miss a trick. Speaking of which... All pro crew in the house. Ben Isaacs for the preview show later on this week. More fantasy stylings and profilings from the guru, James Sandrini. Get involved with our listener league if you haven't already. Over on DraftKings. We've got the link in the show notes and also over as a pin tweet on Twitter. Uh, a winner of week four, our free to enter week four league has won tickets to Jacksonville, Denver, Wembley. We're going to announce those on this week's FFS. And me and all talking edge rush. Can you believe my Drew Lock of the week was the Carolina Panthers, Arizona Cardinals over 42.5. You <laughs> cannot make this up. And my number two pick, which I was, for those of you listening to the show, I was flip-flopping on, was the Kansas City Chiefs. Of course it was. Of course I went over in Carolina, Arizona. And of course it didn't come in. But... Uh, on the bright side, a lot of our picks landed. So uh, if that's your thing, then uh, check out Edge Rush. And hey, even if you don't uh, have a flutter, a lot of good football chat on there. It was a lot of fun. I think me and all are going to do a Gen X, Gen Z uh, special again soon. That'll be good. All right, enjoy. And we'll see you later in the week. Bye for now. Sports Social Podcast Network.